Hello and welcome to episode 206 of Beyond the Way with Henny and Sandy. Well done. You started, right. saying, you started saying hello and I realized that we hadn't verified ahead of time what episode number it was and I thought, uh-oh, this could go very poorly. Great, like, like the terror in my face as I was like searching <laughs> yeah, my exactly. memory. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we're recording. It says Henny is recording the call. Oh, okay. It doesn't say that on my end. My end does. Oh, okay, great. Then we are. Okay. Well, Ta-da! welcome everyone. <laughs> Let me welcome Henny to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, Henny. Yes. Okay, first of all, Saturday, last workshop. Yes. So it was. It it, so when this podcast comes out, it will have been last week Saturday. But uh, oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Final WW workshop. Mm Mhm. And that's and here we go. We just move forward from there. I mean, yeah, it's it's so. It feels surreal. Like I haven't had a Saturday mm-hmm. yet now where I didn't have a workshop. So, or like where I should have been coaching a workshop and I wasn't. So I think right. I have, because I haven't had that experience yet, it just, it still doesn't quite feel real, but like yeah. when Saturday arrives and then I don't have to get up and do my hair and get organized so that I can you know, log on and be presentable and say something hopefully intelligent. Like the, when I won't, when I don't have to do that, it will feel weird. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It will be interesting to see how, how, if, if, if how you feel surprises you Mm. with having that missing, like Mm. or not Mm. included in your life. Um, Mm-hmm. especially when it's not something that was your decision to, to leave. I, you know, it's like breaking up with somebody it's, or being it's, broken up with. It, it's a kind, yeah, it's a kind of odd thing, right? Because there's like, there's a part of me that feels, I mean, when I first found out that the workshop was closing and that, that, and how that impacted me, I, I was mostly just surprised. Like I, I didn't really know what to think of it. I didn't realize that it was coming. And then when it came, I was sort of like almost in disbelief about it. Like I was just so surprised. Surprised is the best word to, to describe it. And then, yeah. you know, when I had time to sort of process and realize like, okay, this is what this means. And this is the implication. Then it was like, okay, well, I mean, I, I, you know, your mind sort of goes in two directions. One direction is like just what a, what a loss that will be in my life. Yeah. And then the other is like, well, I have no control over it. So I, I mean, I have to sort of think about, well, what, how can this benefit me then? You know, like, and so I think that's, yeah. that's, 
there is a p like it's hard when you don't have a choice in it because you don't have a choice like there's there's no decision you get to make you don't get you don't have a say you don't get to be a part of how things go or why they happen or mm-hmm. you know what direction things go and like you have no say and so your hands are kind of tied and that's difficult because i think as human beings we want control but there's also a, a part of having something end in a way that you have no control over it that is sort of positive because it didn't like I didn't need to weigh pros and cons and come to a decision that you know this is a difficult decision but it's my decision like I didn't have to make a difficult decision a difficult decision was made for me and like and I'm not saying that I was entertaining the idea of making that difficult decision because I wasn't, you know, but, but at some point maybe I would have like, you know, a year down the road, two years down the road, five years down the road, like at some point I might have had to make that decision for myself. And this way it's like, well, it wasn't my decision. So, you know, what am I going to do with it? And, And so I've been, you know, I've been trying to, uh, come to the the decision that was made uh, for me, w- you know, with a positive view, because you know, otherwise, it's just depressing, <laughs> you know. And so it's like, okay, well, yeah. you know, what does this mean for me then? Like, what what opportunities are available to me now on a Saturday morning that weren't available to me before, you know? And and sort of yeah. thinking about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but certainly, you know, when, um, when you think about what an important and integral piece of my life, this like Saturday morning has become, and then how important the connections that I've made with the people that I see every Saturday morning, how important those connections are. Like when you consider that, it's like, okay, well, you know this really sucks, you know? And so it was, I I wasn't sure how the final workshop was going to go for me. Like I, I knew, I knew that I wanted to give people a heads up about it because I didn't want people to feel as blindsided as I did in the moment. Um, And so I knew that I, that I wanted to say something ahead of time. And I knew that I wanted to give people time to feel whatever they were feeling, whether that was grieving or, you know, anxiousness or, uh, you know, um, anger or frustration, you know, whatever. I I wanted there to be time for that, but I also wanted people to be able to like see what their WW journey looks like after that day, you know, because sometimes that's a hard part. And I mean, and I've been a member in groups where the coach changed and, and I remember Mm -hmm. that as a member thinking like, like, you know, how can we move forward from this? Like, how can we continue when the coach is different, you know? And, 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 but the, the reality is like you do, you know, like yeah, there is, exactly. there's, there's a little bit of a, you know, of a, 
um, a, a transition period where, you know, you get used to someone else's style and where you get used to someone else's personality and, and the dynamic that you have with a different person. And then you just, you know, and then before you know it, it's like, you know, it's as if it was always like that, you know? Yeah. I think with this particular yeah. case, it's, it's a little bigger than that because it's not just that the coach was changing but also that the yeah group itself like the the workshop itself was closing so anyone who was used to that time or that group of people like you know now it's like maybe I you have to find a new time or you find the same time but you find a whole new group of people in addition to a different coach so like I can appreciate that that's scary and something that that many people wouldn't necessarily want to do. But I also know that change, although uh, nerve wracking sometimes, and although annoying sometimes, you know, often ends up being ultimately good. So, you know, it's, well, I, I wanted progress, to progress happen without it, can it? Progress, progress can't, yeah, happen, progress without can't change. happen without change for sure. So, so I, I wanted people to have something positive to take away from the workshop also, especially because, you know, it was going to be our last official time yeah. you know, shared together. And so I, but then, you know, so I sent an email ahead of time to members to like, let them know that this is what was happening. And, and then like, email, like email started pouring in to me from people. And, and I will tell you that when I was writing my email, um, like I, 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 a couple of times when I was like writing it, I was like crying a little bit and then like, you know, wrote the whole thing. And then I was reading the whole thing through again to like, make sure I was happy with it before I sent it. And I cried again, you know, so like, so I'm not emotionless, but, but I wasn't sure. And, and okay. And then people were writing me emails over the week. And then some people had really nice things to say. Then I could feel like my eyes like pricking with tears. Like when I was yeah. reading their emails and I was like, oh my goodness, like you are a mess. And so I wasn't really sure how the actual workshop was going to go because I had a plan. I knew what I wanted to say. I knew how I wanted people to feel. I knew where we needed to go. Yeah. Oh, but I was like, if someone starts crying and I like feel like I'm going to cry, like this is going to be terrible. And I was like, Henny, you hold yourself together. You be a professional, <laughs> you know, and you make it through this. And actually it was fine. Like I didn't even, yeah. I mean, I think the, for me, the, the emotional part, I'd already dealt with it. And then by the time the workshop came, it was like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. Well, and I think some of it too is like when you're the person who's facilitating it, there's no yeah. opportunity or time for you to be an emotional mess. So you just have to, you know, facilitate and, and, you know, yeah. make sure that, that you're taking care of people. Right. It's like, it's the same, like when something um, like when you're doing something that scares you, but you have like other people with you or especially yeah. you have with you mm -hmm. and like, so then you can't be yeah. scared because you have yeah. to like be the brave one for the kids. Like, exactly. you're yeah. inside, you know, like that's kind of how I felt yeah. on Saturday. Like I was like, okay, you know, 
you know, moving through, making sure people are feeling good about themselves, making sure people are feeling like they can move forward after this, you know. Yeah. And anyway, I, I was really happy with how things went. I think we spent a really nice time together and uh and I'm yeah I'm interested to it it will be interesting to see how things look moving forward you know like what exactly that looks like for me and what that looks like for for the people that I've really come to know over the last you know six years or so yeah because it's not just since the pandemic right like it's been before that yeah so we just we we move forward yeah no I think I mean you handled it like like a professional like a champ everything I think it went it went really well because you're right the last thing you want is for it to have been the last time you're together and people are complaining and commiserating yeah and that I'm, because I'm, it's, it's, it's wasted energy that's that's what I was worried that's what I was worried about right and so and I think that was part of the reason why it was really important to me to make sure that people knew from me ahead of time so that so that that everyone had a chance to sort of go through that gamut of emotions before we were together you know but yeah I Yeah. yeah it was it's funny because you know, you, you get, you really get used to certain people being in your life, you know, like, and, and this is not, I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this a fair bit, actually, just because I'm on the precipice of moving. Yeah. And so like, of course, of course, I'm thinking of the people who are like the most important in my life, like outside of my personal life, like my hairdresser or like my dentist, my dental hygienist, you know, like these three people are people that I see, you know, more than some, some of my very good friends, you know, like, like these are people who are important in my life. And so I've already thought like, it's like, that doesn't change. Like I move out of the area, but I still like, you know, yep. we'll, we'll come back for my teeth cleaning. Um, but, uh, but I've been thinking about like all the other people that you just get accustomed to seeing and like all the people that, that you just get used to being in your life that, that at some point might not be, you know, like, like mm. for example, I always shop at the same grocery store. And so I always see like, there's the guy who works in the produce department I don't know who, who, what what his name is. I don't know who he is. I don't know as I've ever even had a conversation with him, but I have seen him every week for over a decade, you know, like, and so I've been thinking about that, like how there are so many people who are just so familiar to you. And at some point, you know, they, they might no longer be, I mean, not that, you know, the, the produce guy is a person in my life, but like, you know, kind of, and then it's like, okay, well then it changes, you know? So, so then I was thinking about, I'm thinking about the, the people in the WW workshop, like, like these are people that, you know, you, you've really, it's more than a person that you just see every week. Like these are people who you're connections with. Right. And so then, you know, of course you have the 
ability to stay connected in in a variety of different ways uh-huh. but then the question is like will you like I, I mean I don't know you know and 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 yeah. and I just think of you know like with you with you and me it was like okay well we had you know our little schedule of things that we did and how we saw each other during the week when you lived here and then you were moving away and it was like okay so how do we mm-hmm. like navigate this because you know and so you have to sort of figure yeah. those kind of things out and so i've been thinking about that too like with the ww group it's like okay so what does that look like you know like moving forward so yeah. we're not together every saturday morning anymore but you know how do you stay connected to these people and and uh and what does that look like and how do you navigate that yeah you know and it's it's always you know it's it's relationships and connections with people are tricky yeah but you also you also know because of different situations you've been in like when you were working in disney and that there are, are people you still talk to they're still people you have connections with so and the thing is with with WW, there will be people that you'll still find because on social media in some shape or form, they connect with you, yep. that they'll connect probably more than they do. Like, that's been for my sure. experience. For sure, for sure. Is that there are a lot of people that I have different levels of connection with that I know only because of WW. Like last, and I can still learn new things. Last week, Amanda was like, do you have Marco Polo? I don't even know what that is. Like, I'm old. I have no idea. (laughs) And she's like, well, it's like a video thing. I'm like, okay. I download it. Next thing I know, I'm like videoing something. It's like a whole chat. And then I, so then you see the person. Yeah. But I mean, she's someone that I met in a WW workshop. Either you'll be the one reaching out to them or they reach out to you and you don't realize how much of an impact you've had on them mm-hmm. or how much, how important you are to them. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's, it is super, it's super interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it. Yeah. How I, well, how that's things... it. Like you, you just don't know. I mean, and I am not particularly gifted when it comes to like maintaining connections with people so I do rely on people to you know that's not 100% true she's prod a little bit she's people she's not really being forthright here (laughs) she is very good (laughs) what do you mean I'm not being forthright I what do you mean I think it's I think it's really I really benefit from from people in my life being like being the one to be like okay so like you know let's have a conversation now okay so when are we seeing each other now okay so you know and and then I'm game to do it I just don't always I'm just not always the one to reach out in the first place so 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 you know if if I'm not reaching out to people it's not because I don't want to hear from you necessarily it just means that's not that's not my strength (laughs) That's what I was just thinking was like, wait a minute, like that she's, you're very good. You are good. And I think, yeah, I guess you, what you're doing, you're throwing out there is that if people want to connect with you, not to feel like they can't. Correct. Because you haven't, that they, they, you don't want to connect with them. Correct. Correct. 
That's that is what I'm saying. <laughs> that's the whole thing of it. That oh is what goodness. I'm saying. Yeah, I just sometimes I need to be chased a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> yep. yep. Oh my goodness, Sandy, I oh. tell you the most ridiculous <laughs> thing that happened to me yesterday. Okay. So, mm-hmm. of course, I have sold my home and now the 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 race is on to find a place to to buy and i'm very excited that my condo has sold i'm very um thrilled to not have that stress um on my head anymore but now i need to find a place i thought i found a place it didn't actually pan out so the hunt continues but in in anticipation of thinking that I might be getting a place, I had to go to the bank to get a bank draft for the deposit. So, but it's complicated because I do most of my banking with one bank, but my mortgage is with another. And so don't ask me why, it's just the way that it is. And so I go to the bank where my mortgage is because that's where I need to get this bank draft from. So I've had my mortgage for 12 years. So I've been a loyal customer of this bank for 12 years, but I've never had a bank card because I don't actually bank with them, Uh, right? Like I only deal with the mortgage specialist at my branch in Stony Creek, which is not even where I live, you know? So anyway, so I go to the, I go to the near, like a nearby branch, go into the bank, and you know wait forever to see a teller and by forever i mean like 10 minutes then get finally get to the teller and i say i need a bank draft and she's like okay swipe your card i said well i don't have a card and she's like what do you mean you don't have a card i said i don't have a bank card you don't have a bank card i said no i don't have a bank card and so i gave her two pieces of id because in the past i've done this before and in the past two pieces of id that was all they needed And so she's like, no, I can't do anything for you without a bank card. And I said, well, I don't know what to tell you, but I don't have a bank card. And so she said, well, when did you lose your bank card? I said, no, I never, I never lost my bank card. I said, I opened, I, I opened my mortgage almost 12 years ago with this bank. I never received a bank card at that point. And at no point in the last 12 years have I received a bank card. Well, why didn't you get a bank card? I don't know. I don't they, never, know. they never gave me one. No. And so then I said to her, I said, because <laughs> I don't do my other banking with you, you know? So anyway, she's like, well, I have to get my manager. Okay, fine. So now the manager comes. So now it's her and the manager, and they're both looking at the computer. But by this point, because of course I had an entourage of people with me. So at this point, I'm standing there. Now my dad has come in to see what's taking so long. And then, of course, my brother in law, who is in banking and has been like working in banking for 15 years, he now comes in and he, of course, like wants to take charge because he knows all, all things banking quote unquote and I'm like oh my goodness and I just want to like crawl into a hole you know and so anyway (laughs) so they're looking at they're looking at my ID they have my driver's license they have my sin card and then they wanted something they wanted something that had a signature so now they've got my uh, my credit card so they're looking at all of these things and and they're looking at the account 
well, now there's a problem. And the problem is that for some reason, my bank account Mm -hmm. on their computer screen is under the name Penny. And all of my ID Oh my God. Henrietta. Henrietta. And so now they're like, well, the names don't match. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. And so they're like, this, the name on your ID is not the name on the account. And I said, oh my goodness. I said, well, I said, I don't go by the name on my ID. I said, I go by my shortened name. I go by Henny. And they're like, that's the name on the account. And I said, well, I said, that's my name. And they're like, well, bank accounts are always like government, like formal, like legal names. And I said, I said, I didn't make the bank account. I said, I don't know why they haven't put my legal name there, but I'm telling you, this is my legal name, Henrietta. Uh. My preferred name, Henny. Well, usually if it's a preferred name, there's a note in the account. I said, I don't know what to tell you. Like, this is my ID. And so now my brother-in-law is like, do you see the number on the SIN card? Do you see the number on the computer? Do the SIN card numbers match? This is the same person. And and the manager is like, I cannot disclose that information. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God. And so they're looking at it. They're clicking on things. They And now they're testing me. So now they're like, well, who do you share the account with? No one. Well, where's your safe deposit box? I don't have one. Like they are asking me all these random questions yeah. about things. And so I just keep answering. But most of the answers are, I don't know. I don't have that. Like, because I don't have any of these things that they're asking me. Anyway, so then finally they're like, okay, well, um, will do a a signature test. So they print out a little form and they give me this little form and I have to sign my name. And now they're gonna hold it up to the computer screen to match the signature that I've just given them with the signature that I must have signed almost 12 years ago that is now in the account. And so I said, well, I I hope my signature hasn't changed in 12 years. And the manager looks at it and he's like, actually, it's pretty close. That's like, oh my goodness. Anyway, they finally Ugh. did it for me. They finally were like, okay, we see. But like in the meantime, my brother-in-law is like chirping at them. Like, you know, and, and yeah. like, and he's Indian and the manager and the bank teller, both of them were also Indian. And so he's like, you know how in India, like we all, like we have family names. Okay. Like, He's like, Henny, that's Henny. Henny's the family name. Like, that's the name. And so then the teller is like, well, like the, the mortgage specialist that you worked with, like, is, was, were they like a really close friend that they would have used your family name, like to set up the account? I'm like, no, but, but I said, but that's the name that everyone calls me. Like, honestly, Sandy, the whole ordeal took over an hour. Oh my God. Okay, Henny, but let's, I, I, I need to know, did they change your name on their end to now say yes. Henrietta? Yeah. So Jeez they gave geez. me the Thank bank draft. They changed my name. So it says Henrietta and they gave bank me card? a bank card. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but like, you know, bank, what's, you know, it's probably going to Royal bank. It's the Royal bank. Yes, it is. So, you know, what's, that's the problem. We call that the bad bank in, in our house. So, you know what's probably going to happen, though, because my brother-in-law is actually a mortgage specialist. And so, I think that when I buy new. my new place and my and the sale closes here, like, I think I will remove my mortgage from set bank and, yeah. and, and go 
him. So, I mean, they're, so they're yeah, going to, after good. all that effort, they're going to lose my business anyway. But what can I say? Anyway, Sandy, it was an ordeal to say not the least. Not, <laughs> it, was not not, it was not needed, but I mean, at oh, least it all worked out. I mean, it, it all worked out at the bank. It didn't all work out with buying a place because I didn't get this. I didn't get it. But anyway, we, we continue. Yeah. We continue. So that's, oh. I was like, I, I, I said to Sandy earlier today, I was like, I have to tell you the bank story, but I'm saving it for the podcast because it's just too good. Yeah. So, so note to uh. anyone out there who goes by a preferred name. Please make sure that the bank has your legal name. But like, honestly, why didn't they? Who knows? But here's the other thing is I have done this once before where I went to get a bank draft and they didn't even ask me. They didn't even ask me any questions about it. They took my ID. They gave me the bank draft. Done. I, I don't even know. I, I don't even know. I, I can say nothing. <laughs> I can say nothing. <laughs> So, so that's what happened. But, but, but now you don't need the bankrupt. No, I, no, I don't because I, because I didn't get the place I was hoping to get. So, but I will need one at some point. So have to return this one and then I'll have to go back to the bank and I'll have to get another, but this time I have a bank card. So it should be no problem. <laughs> what, oh, a dear. what a mess. Okay, so then the other thing is I have really been far too busy in the last week with uh, schoolwork that is mine and schoolwork that is other people's and like the house stuff and the WW workshop and, you know, like all of these things. And I really have not, I have not watched anything. I have not listened to anything I have not read anything like it has been a drought over here with the exception of one podcast that I listened mm -hmm. to one morning I think I listened to it on Saturday morning before the workshop while I was like showering and prepping and like just having like a light and you know light and frivolous time um <laughs> <laughs> and I think we have to talk about it because it was something. So the only thing that I have listened to in an entire week is an episode of Flightless Bird. And the episode is called Rabies. Sandy, yeah. you, you have to talk to me about this. <laughs> well, I mean, after my granddaughter just got bit by my dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. It was freaking me out a little bit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But he's been, he, I mean, he clearly doesn't have rabies. I want to blame you. You want to blame there's me? something wrong. I want to blame, because you looked at the wound and said it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You can blame me. You can, if something goes wrong, you can blame me because I looked at the wound and I was the authority that said that nothing was wrong. And I stand by that decision. Okay. Okay. But. <laughs> Now, so what is so funny about that episode is because Flightless Bird is the 
uh, David Ferrier, who's a Kiwi who is living in the US and he's trying to become more American. And so that's what this whole podcast is about every week. He takes something that is not something that he is familiar with from New Zealand and does a podcast on it. So there has never been one known case of rabies in New Zealand. So they don't, he says that nobody gets vaccinated. He doesn't know anything about it, which only came onto his radar because he was on a walk and there was a squirrel <laughs> and the squirrel came down the, the branch on the tree and was kind of by his head. And so the squirrel, he says, put his, put his little paw out to like shake his hand and he decided he was going to take like a selfie and so he's taking a photo and when he put his hand out you know what happened to his little digit i cannot believe that this man was bit <laughs> by a squirrel like i just okay <laughs> i mean sometimes i do think that the squirrels around here are pretty brazen like they'll let you get yeah. pretty close before they run away like i do find that they're pretty brave but like never would i expect that a squirrel would allow me to get so close that that it would bite me mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah but the best part was when monica says did you did you get the photos and then he showed her and you can see like the squirrel he actually got it with the squirrels biting him in his face <laughs> and the whole bit i mean anyway what uh, so he went I, home I and googled even, it even. yeah of course yeah he went home he went home and he googled and then realized that oh wait a minute i might need to have medical attention like he didn't he sort of like rinsed it off and didn't think much of it so there's two there's the host and then there's the behind the scenes person so he the co-host so the co-host is monica and then behind the scenes is rob mm -hmm. who does all of the i guess is he the editor and yeah whatever. like the production side and so it. yeah so he texts rob to say hey I have this like little scratch. I got scratched by, by a, a squirrel today. You know, should I worry about it? And he's like, ah, nah, just clean it out and it'll be yeah. fine. But then he spent more time on, you know, with Dr. Google and then reached out to Monica who automatically said, you need to go to the emergency right away. Yeah. That's <laughs> when he's only told them it's a scratch, but it actually wasn't a scratch. It was a full on bite. Right. Yeah, because later when they saw it, like Rob was like, this is not a scratch like this. This is not what I was imagining when you told me you got scratched. <laughs> Correct. You, you, I was giving you advice based on information that was incorrect. Because if you told me you got bit, I would have told you you had to go to the ER. Uh, but but here's what was so fascinating about it. I mean, OK, so it was shocking and funny that a squirrel bit him but the the part that was really fascinating about the episode is that now he like this is his real like his first real interaction with the american healthcare system you know yes. and like trying to figure out okay i need this like rabies treatment right and yeah. and like how do i get it and so different and 
you know, different people are saying different things. And so people are saying, mm -hmm. well, like, you know, any pharmacy, you can get it. But like, he goes to the pharmacy and they're like, we don't carry that. Like the only place you can get it is the, is the emergency room. So like he ended up having to go to the emergency room and then he's like, and then I'm sitting in the emergency room where people are clearly having emergencies and like, I have yeah. my little squirrel bite on my finger. <laughs> And it made me, made me think of the time that I broke my thumb and okay. it was the same because like my thumb, I, well, I, I broke it. And so it was all purple and swollen and it was very sore, but like clearly not an emergency, you know, but yeah. it was like 10 o'clock at night, like where was I going to go? And so off yeah. I go to emergency and it was the exact same experience. Like I'm sitting there in this full emergency room and like people are sick. And like, here I am with like my purple thumb, you know, <laughs> like and you yeah. just feel like I shouldn't be here. And yet here I am, you know, anyway, but then like it was, I mean, you hear a story like his and you appreciate living in a place like Canada where you have social health care and where your taxes pay for health care because, yeah. um, you know, because with this rabies treatment is it's for, you have to get, you have to get shots four separate times, like, like at yeah. week intervals or something. Right. And, and the only place that will do it is the ER. So that's four trips to the ER. And he was like, well, he's like, it's $400 every time you go to the ER. So, I mean, it was going to cost yeah. him $1,600 just to go to the ER. I mean, I don't know what the medication actually costs on top of that. Oh, you didn't. Yeah. You, oh, he told, he said what the medication. I mean, there were different. Were yeah, I can't remember the yeah. numbers, but because there were different people who'd had experiences with it too. Because there was one, yeah. there was one family that he interviewed that the whole yeah. family had to go, and so there were four yeah. of them that needed it, and so they figured it was going to be more than ten thousand dollars, all said and done. Well, ten they they were going to have to pay their ten thousand deductible. That bill was ninety five thousand dollars. Oh my goodness, and then, Sandy, I missed that ninety five and, and what thousand happened dollars. For the four of them. And so what happened was the, in, his insurance company and the hospital negotiated it down to 25,000 of the 25,000, he was responsible for whatever the deductible was plus 20%, which was 10,000, which came to $10,000. Yeah. But that's, but that's another question. It's like, how, what is a negotiation? Am I buying a car? Like you shouldn't have to negotiate. No pricing on no, healthcare. No. But the other thing was what they, David asked multiple times, like, what is this going to cost me? And nobody could tell him. He said, like, where do you go and have a service yeah. done? And no one tells you how much it's going to cost yeah. you. It's like when you go, it's not at all like this, but, but it's like when you go to a restaurant and it's like, you, you, you see the things on the menu that are like, often this is with seafood, like, and it's like price yeah. to mar market, uh, market price. price, you know, yeah. like, okay. So like yeah. is market price, you know, $50, is it going to be $300? Like, what is this? Yeah. Here, you know? Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's what yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. Like, but it's with, you know, my health and, and in some yeah. cases my life. Yeah. Yeah. So it was because I think 
the one family that the father was saying that it goes by weight. And so like, I think like yes. his daughter, they had to open new, um, like vials of medicine. Vials, thank you. And so even though the daughter only took a little bit out, but he was just over and needed one vial plus a little, they couldn't take the extra out of hers because of of using the two different vials in one person. And so he's like, I'm looking, going, that's a thousand dollars, that's three thousand dollars. But it was the globulin is the one that costs the money. So that's the that's the one that you have to have because rabies is a hundred percent fatal. Mm-hmm. there's no cure right you, you're it's 100 fatal and so um so they were and and that family was because there was a bat in the house and the kids saw the bat hanging in like the family room on a curtain and so the dad caught the bat they took it outside they waited till night like it was under a thing and then they were going to release it only to find out that they should have kept the bat to see if it was rabid and had they had done that, then they wouldn't have needed to have right. all of the yeah, shots. Yeah, because if they tested the bat and said the yeah. bat was not rapid. They would have been okay. Because they didn't even know if they'd been bit. But I did not know this. I but did not bats, know this either. That is creepy. Bats will come and bite you at night when you're sleeping. And you won't even know because their teeth are small and they don't leave any marks. That is very scary. That is yes. I yeah, just, as a vampire. How can that even be possible? How can that even be possible? Like, like think about when a bug bites you. Like, like even like you yes, feel that. Or you yeah, like you yeah. feel that, and that's small. So you're telling me a flying mouse is going to land on me and bite me, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to know. Well, I don't. I you know. I, I mean, I, I don't make the I information. You, I'm, I'm just, I'm just passing it on, you know. Like, <laughs> I, know, I know you don't make the rules, but like, I, I, I agree. I mean, like, think about a no seum. You can't even see that bug, and you feel it. You feel, for a week, two weeks after. Two weeks, yes. You, you feel that. Yeah. So, so that, that was, that was, so that, you know, that's why you listen to these like nonsensical podcasts because you do learn little tidbits of information. Now we know. You do. I learned that bats can bite when you don't know. And two, if you ever get bit by something to try to keep the animal or whatever it is that bit you, just get it tested. Mm -hmm. But I mean, and also like, don't, stick your hand out to a squirrel <laughs> and he wasn't that was the thing they were then they said well you shouldn't have been trying to feed it and he said i wasn't i thought it wanted to shake my hand or was being friendly <laughs> but like do you think that you live in an animated movie like <laughs> squirrels aren't your friend <laughs> like he turned into cinderella with you know like with his little yeah. forest friends i don't know what's happening here <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness the whole thing was terrifying really and, really and was terrifying terrifying and i mean the the cost is just exorbitant yeah. like what yeah. is that word exorbitant exorbitant is that right i think that's what yeah well the <laughs> other thing is 
but there there is a vaccine that you can get a rabies vaccine like if you're going to be somewhere where there will be like you may come in contact with it yeah, yeah. and we Phil and I had never had it before but then when we were moving here they suggested it because of street dogs oh so, wow. any anyways and and then the, the doctor said well you've been you've been to um Africa you should have had it there we should have oh. had it there but we didn't anyways but it's not good forever so now ours is expired i think i think it's two or three years and they said here's the thing it isn't that you wouldn't be able to get to medical care but if you were somewhere you can't guarantee all those hospitals will have the globulin that you need this will buy you some time because gotcha. that's the way you and so, so then even with the vaccine you would still need treatment correct yeah, you do, but it just gives you some time before wow. having to get the globulin. So that was like, okay, now we'll get it, which now it's expired, which we probably should have before we go to Rwanda with the gorillas. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> might be on your list of things to get. I'm I'm not gonna try and shake the gorilla's hand. No, I won't do that. <laughs> no, no, like these are wild animals. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and whether it's yeah. like, and, you know, a gorilla in a jungle or a squirrel on the yeah. hiking path, you know, they're wild animals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But squirrels are cocky. Like they do. I see people here and they feeding squirrels. Really? Uh, I mean, yes. We, okay, like they, so they've got like a whole thing set up on the, on the, on like on trees with like water and like little things. I One mean, day I was, I took the dog to go to the bathroom and the dog was going to like, went poop. And I was like trying to go and bend down, but the squirrel was really close. And I was afraid, I was afraid he was going to jump on my back. Really? That would, and that would happen to me here, you know, because that would just be part of my experience. Like now I got to, and you can imagine me, can you imagine me running around like a banshee, like trying to get, I'd be taking my top off and everything. Like I wouldn't even care. <laughs> okay, but Sandy, <laughs> I actually have a very clear image of you running around in the, in the little park right by your house Correct. where you're walking the dog, yeah. running around. Pulling, pulling your clothes off to get rid of the squirrel. Screaming my head off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And screaming my head off. And crying. Yeah, that, would, that would totally. Yeah. And crying. Yeah. I fucking hate this place. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I hate this F place. Uh, <laughs> I can yeah. see it. I can see it. I can see it. Why do people effing feed squirrels? <laughs> okay, so when we were kids... We used to feed the squirrels in our backyard too, but like we used to feed them by like throwing some walnuts out on the ground. Like we, we weren't like, you know, like calling them to us. We were, you know, because I, the, the theory was we had a bird, like we had a couple of bird feeders. And so okay. the theory was uh. if we, threw something out that the squirrels would enjoy maybe they would leave the bird feeders for the birds that didn't happen they ate the bird seed too but oh, can you guys were really rich you were you were i can imagine my mom giving me walnuts to throw out walnuts were a commodity in my house yeah we had a <laughs> we had this ceramic thing like jar 
jar, I guess, that had a wooden lid that was on like a, a wooden plaque. So it hung on the wall. And with walnuts? Sometimes it had walnuts in it and they were for the squirrels. And so every once in a while we got to throw a couple of them out to the squirrels. Okay. Yeah. What a strange... out, of the, out of the shell? No, they were in the shell. You need to find out more information about this. Yeah, I wonder why. Why was it on the wall? Why was where why did it come? Was it on the wall? Where is it now? I'm like imagining my <laughs> I'm imagining my parents' house now, and I'm thinking like, where does it hang now? I don't know. I'm gonna have to find out. I'll have to find. I'll have to, and I'll have to ask my siblings if they remember this. Because I promise yes, you, but do. like often it was empty. Like often there was nothing in it. But but then sometimes there were like whole sh like in the shell walnuts and we would throw them to the squirrels. Huh. Okay. We also did the like cover the pine cones in peanut butter and like roll them in the bird seed and hang them from the trees. Did you? you did? Yeah. It was like a it was like a, a homemade bird feeder, but it wasn't like really a bird feeder it, but it was yeah. for the birds. And so you yeah. you found a big pine cone and then you like took a knife and you spread it with peanut butter and then you rolled it in bird seed so that the birds oh. could all stuck to it. And then you could hang it like to the trees. So we used to do that, too. Sometimes. Well, that like sounds for, like fun. Yeah, for us. <laughs> no, you know, for something like, you know, entertaining, like something special to do. We had we had a lot of birds in my backyard. Like when I was growing up, I remember blue jays and cardinals and grackles huh. and purple. You have a big fin. tree there, though. Yeah, we have like th three big, like full mature trees, right? Like yeah. right in the backyard. Yeah, and a big like and my my parents' yeah. house is a big piece of land too, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. hmm. So, but all that to be said, I would never like try to feed an animal out of my, like feed a wild animal out of my hand <laughs> or get bit by a squirrel. <laughs> no, or get bit by a squirrel. No, not what I, I mean. mean I, I don't like squirrels. I also don't like raccoons. No, I mean, like I find, you know, no, they, they all look like, you know, well, I think I've. I think I've told you before about the, about the skunk that like lives around the school. Have I told you about him before? There's, I mean, maybe it's more than one skunk, but there, there is at least one skunk who lives like no. a, near where the school is. And when I'm out in the morning on my walk, I often see him and not so much now because with the time change now it's quite light in the morning but when it was like darker in the morning he would always be like scurrying around like when I was out on my walk and like sometimes uh. I would like see him at the sort of at the last minute and then I would be like too close for comfort and it always made me yeah. very anxious <laughs> like what is going to happen what is the skunk gonna do yeah you know, like yeah he he made me very anxious, that skunk. Growing up, my mom had these friends and they lived in Niagara Falls and they had pet skunks. And these skunks were like 40 pounds. It oh was massive. I think you told me about this. 
Yes, I, maybe I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was bat, massive skunks. Like, I, and okay, but they were pet I don't skunks. Like, they were pet skunks, right? Yeah. So, like, had their claw? Had they been declawed? I, I I don't know. Must I don't know, but I they must have had their their sex their smelling sex thing removed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, they would be spring. What a strange. Yeah, that, I don't know. What a strange pet to have. I don't know why they had that. Like what? Yeah, I I don't know. They were they were weird anyways. Those people. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I I wouldn't want a pet skunk. Is there like an unconventional animal that you that you think like oh like I would actually like a pet one of those? No. Yeah, yeah I don't think so either. I mean I don't want a pet. I don't understand. Period. And I don't. I don't understand why people have like guinea pigs, like things that are like in a cage like that. I don't understand that. I don't understand pet birds. I don't understand pet mice. No. Or like pet reptiles. No, like a turtle or something. No, I don't yeah, understand I, either. I don't understand that either. I mean, I can, I can, I like a nice fish tank, like when it's nice and it's clean and colorful. Yes. I also I think that's really calming. I also understand that. I understand that. I think that's like that's a like I said, decorative piece. Yeah. Well, you know, and you can like, be. You can have a lot definitely. of things. You can have a lot of things going on in an aquarium. Like you could have like a, a yeah. like snail, and you can have like the little like the little fish that like like um like eat the, like the algae eaters, and then you can have like other yes. like color fish and and you and they're always swimming so they're always like doing yeah. stuff right whereas mm -hmm. like i don't know my one of my brothers had a gecko for a while yeah and like a mm -hmm. gecko is like this little tiny lizard that eats live lizards yeah so he had to have yeah. like the little terrarium with the lizard who literally just sits there and does nothing <laughs> And then he also had like another little yeah. thing that had the live crickets in it because he had to feed the lizard the live crickets. I mean, it was strange. It was a strange thing. And did you just get the crickets from the backyard? Because I remember growing up in Stony Creek and we always had like little black or little green or the big green ones. The I big mean, green we, crickets. Yeah, they we had those. Far. We had those crickets when I was growing up, but no, I think they got the crickets from the pet store. Yeah, that was that was that was strange. <laughs> <laughs> now my mom just has four dogs, so you know. Yeah. That's a little. I mean, yeah. maybe maybe having four isn't more ordinary, but certainly having a dog is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I just. Not really, not really into, not really into a pet. Although I like a pet, like I, like I, like I like a little, you know, furry creature. But I just, I just don't want one. You know, my sister had a rabbit for a while, and he was massive. I don't get those either. He was like massive, like a, like a really big, fat gray rabbit. <sighs> yeah, I don't get that either. They're smelly. They're smelly, and they poop everywhere. Yeah. Where was it? It was outside, right? So it wasn't in the house. It wasn't. She used to have it inside, and then for a while it was outside. It was it, it was better when it was outside, but she used to have it inside. 
also that then she got a dog that was that was a that was a better option for her yeah i'm still thinking like is there another animal that i could see that that would be like oh that'd be so cute i'd like that no i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) i don't think so (laughs) no I'll just I'll just watch I'll just visit with the pets of the people that I know so I can like get mm-hmm. my little like you know my little puppy scratch in here and there and yeah you know, watch the wild animals from afar and then okay. I know I you know need to worry about a rabies shot <laughs> <laughs> There you go you got it all figured out Anyway, well, Sandy, that's it. Not so much uh-huh. uh, health and wellness today, <laughs> but there were some things to chat about. <laughs> no, I know there were. I really, there were, there really, were. really, I know like last week we talked about the whale because you watched it and I, it was really on my list of things to do to watch the whale before we talked and I just haven't made it that far. And so mm-hmm. I'm putting that back on my priority list. I really want to see it this week so that next week when we talk, we can, we can chat about that. Okay. That's really a priority for me. Yeah. And, well, you'll enjoy it though. And I, I'm sure that I will. I'm sure that I will. And then uh and then we'll have to see what else is uh what else is out there for us and and um what kinds of things. Well, and, and maybe actually this is a good opportunity for us to like to ask people who are listening uh first of all, you know, if you continue to listen to us, thank you for, you know, sticking sticking with us with all of our uh nonsense. <laughs> but but yeah. You know, especially, you know, if you are a WW member who's feeling a little bit unmoored because your workshop is has been closed. Because I know whether whether or not you attended my workshop, lots of workshops have adjusted times, yes. locations, coaches, whatever. So so if you're feeling a little bit um, lost, you know, and, and there's something in particular that is like WW related or health related, weight loss related, wellness related in general, like, um, you know, that you would like us to either talk about ourselves or, you know, find something to, to read or watch or listen to like related to that. Like, let us know because we will, uh, we will, you know, I'm not going to make any promises, but I'm feeling like we'll probably, you know, be happy to do that kind of homework. Yeah. Yeah, we will. I actually, I saw there's a, the, the by the book podcast that we had listened to a bunch of episodes for Mm -hmm. about, they have like shifted into like they've, they're, they finished with that podcast in the way that it looks and they've oh, now they're now yeah. in a different podcast that's called how to be fine and uh-huh. what they're doing in that podcast is every week they're talking about something like something that is sort of gimmicky in the in the wellness space and and like oh. sort of figuring out like why do people think that this is a thing is it actually a thing have they tried it what is huh. it and so like one of the episodes was like the carnivore diet you know but but i saw i think this week the okay. episode was ice baths and i thought i'm kind of interested oh. to listen to that because you do hear about people yeah. like 
saying, you know, like ice yeah. baths, like, like they do like the hot plunge and the cold plunge or like stuff like that. Like, I'm like, I think, I think I might listen to that. So I don't, maybe that's something we'll chat about next week. Okay. And I've just downloaded or started following that. And it just came up and said, how to be fine ice baths. Yeah. So Cause I, I think, I, that. I think that's the most recent episode. I haven't listened yet, but so we, so, so if you're interested in ice baths, you know, tune back in next week. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. I think I'm going to like this show. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, you know, delve into it a little bit. We'll see. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm also very far behind on my podcast, so I need to catch up. Okay. Ooh. Perfect. I know. Nice. <laughs> All right, Sandy. Great chat. All right, friend. You, you too. All right. And okay. uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. All right. Catch you okay. next week. <laughs> All right. Bye.